your body is a temple. Well, is it? <laughs> is it really? And what does that actually mean? And what does that look like on a Monday morning? And is, what is this? What does it mean if your body is a temple? That is what I'm diving into today, where I'm going to share with you both the science and the sacred practices that are going to transform your health and give you results with more speed and more ease. Let's dive in. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in. To the show. Welcome to another episode, and I'm so glad that you are here. And we are kicking off a new series, and this series is going to be exciting. It's all about your body being a temple, and it's blending the science and the sacred practice and this holistic approach to your body. Because this is something I do really naturally, and I'm really good at. But I know from working with so many people that a lot of the time we might have this idea that your body is a temple, but really we have no practical grounding for that. And we don't know how to ground that into daily practical action. And that's what I want to talk about here. Or you could also, I could also be calling this series the how to sort out your nervous system series, (laughs) because essentially that is a little bit of what we're talking about. But I really, I'm going to be sharing with you some more of my more personal and vulnerable stories, to be honest, and really looking at what I know to be true. And that is that your body is a temple. It is divine. It's not just flesh and bone. There's, There's more. There is mind, body, soul. And yes, the food that you eat matters, but the reason you make those food choices is because of these soul connections, because of these beliefs, because of these thoughts about how valuable and how precious your life is, because you know your uniqueness and you can own that and you know the role that you have here. You know that you're precious and that you're cared for and worthy. So of course you're going to eat in a way that aligns with that. Is a re- That is a really different approach to like, I really shouldn't eat gluten, (laughs) you know? Do you feel how different the energy is? Kezia said I shouldn't eat sugar versus I am a temple. I am filled with creative life and spirit and soul, whatever your beliefs or religious beliefs or non-religious beliefs are, are all welcome here. I am this precious, divine child of God here uniquely on this earth at this time to be and do unique and glorious and beautiful and simple and small things. Of course, I'm going to make food choices based on that. Of course, I'm going to eat in a way that supports that. It's a really different approach, okay? So I'm excited to dive into this. I also have, um, I'm just decided I wanted to share it with you, but I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I have decided that I will be running an in-person luxury Scottish retreat at the end of this year in November, likely. I'm still ironing out the details. This is going to be a small group, really powerful. It's going to be called The Shift, The Shift Retreat with me. It's going to be a really small, intimate group, powerful a completely homemade organic food and actually is really going to be the integration of this whole um, of this series in a way of looking at a whole 
person approach of the science and the holistic approach and the sacred approach and the practices. It's going to be really exciting. I know a couple of you are interested already. So if you want to come, if you're interested and want to get on the wait list, you can go to keziahall.com forward slash wait, keziahall.com forward slash wait, W-A-I-T. Get yourself on the waitlist and then you'll also get access to a special early bird discount. So if you want to come to an in-person retreat with me at a central location in Scotland, so it'll be easy to get the train, plane to those kind of things. Um, in November 2022, there's going to be really limited spaces. It's going to be totally luxury, beautiful, all the things. I would love for you to come so I can take care of you and nourish you and facilitate space, hold space for you. I know I'm really good at that. I have, I have years of experience doing that. I'd love for you to take a pause out of your life to not care for anybody else <laughs> that weekend and just be nourished. Take a pause before we head into the craziness of Christmas and all of that thing, before the year ends, to really pause and invest in yourself. The last couple of years have been mental for so many of us. If you know, if you feel in your gut now, oh my goodness, Kezia, I need that make sure you go to keziahall.com forward slash wait, join the wait list. Spaces are going to be really limited to this. This isn't like a 30 people retreat. It's going to be like eight maximum, absolute max of eight people. Um, and we'll spend the time together over the weekend. So over three days, and it's going to be really powerful. I don't know if you can feel it. Even just me talking about it now, I'm like, yes, I have to do this. So keziahall.com forward slash wait. This will just get you on the wait list. It commits you to nothing, but it does mean you'll be the first to hear about it. And then also um, I will be offering some really limited uh, like early bird spots as well. But you need to be on the wait list to get access to this. So if you just want to know more information, keziahall.com forward slash wait. Otherwise, let's get on with the show. So welcome to this new series. I am feeling really excited about this and I know that some of what I share over the coming weeks and months, maybe depending on how long the series is, is going to really help you to ground down and actually take consistent action and therefore see results. And this series is called Your Body is a Temple series. And I'm really excited. This is really a different way of looking at a holistic approach and it really is the way or the lens that I view my work and life through um, and I want to explain it. This is kind of the intro um, episode of, of the series so and we're going to dive into, into specific areas that I'll explain more about in the weeks to come but I kind of wanted to explain why I've called it this, what this actually means and why this is something that I kind of do with my clients and why it's probably going to help you see, but not probably, it will help you see results. So start this new series. Your body is a temple. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be good because there is 
a lot of confusion about what a holistic approach is. And it's basically this series, I really want to ground it down into practical, tangible, what this looks like for you action. In the series, I'm going to be sharing more personal stories from me and sharing more than I ever shared before, actually, about my own journey and how this has impacted it and the progress I've seen. Um, but also, I really want to give you this different lens by which to do all this healthy living <laughs> work through because health in and of itself can sometimes feel a bit of an empty container but when we really ground it down in some of these more holistic or sacred practices then we realize oh this is health and eating well suddenly goes from being like some like nice to have some like when I have time when the kids grow up when I have money when I like some when to oh this is actually right now this is important right now here now it brings this oh when thing to the present and that is something that people struggle with so much often people um, want to see a shift in their health but they struggle to actually take any action consistently to do it. And often it's because there's certain belief systems that haven't really been sunken into their head, really sunken into beliefs that aren't really leaned into and that creates a big disconnect. And I honestly have always approached my health with this in mind, but it's only recently that I've realized, oh, this is really unique. <laughs> and this is actually part of what makes me really good at what I do and really thorough, really holistic. And I, I know there's a lot of holistic practitioners that often just tick the box of holistic by getting you to meditate or like this token thing. Whereas actually the uniqueness of what I do and the reason my clients see such incredible results is that it is a truly holistic approach. It is really looking at, okay, how does your whole body and system work? And it really is blending the science and the sacred practice and bringing them together. It's so, so powerful, but I've only kind of really found the framework and the words, to be honest, to, to describe how I approach things more recently. So I want to, I want to share it with you because I know this is like game changing stuff, but in this episode, I'm going to explain a little bit more, do a bit of an intro of what I mean of your body as a temple, what that actually looks like, um, and introduce it. And then in the future episodes, we're going to dive into specific areas around like trauma and the nervous system, all of these kind of things. Um, so this phrase, let's begin, body is a temple. Now I grew up in a wonderfully loving um, Christian, evangelical Christian um, home. And so this this phrase is, was bandied around a lot. I don't know, is it in the Bible? If, uh, maybe it is. I feel like it probably is because we were fans of everything the Bible said growing up. And now I am a fan of Anyway, my views on the Bible have shifted. <laughs> Don't need to go into that. Um, but this body is a temple. is, and, it, and also just in secular, normal culture, your body is a temple. But often it's linked to your body is a temple. So have six packs. Your body is a temple. So be thin. Your body is a temple. So like run for miles until you vomit. Like weird. That, that, <laughs> that vibe is not what we're going for here. I am really wanting to reclaim this phrase in the truest sense of the word, your body is a temple because if you so choose to, it can create a brand new human. 
Your body is a temple because in it is how you love and care and serve other people. Your body is a temple because it's totally unique. There is no other person exactly like you, never has been, never will be on this planet. Your expression, your manifestation of who you are now in your fingerprint and body and DNA is utterly unique in the whole history of the world. Isn't that so sacred? Isn't that so holy? Isn't that so precious? Isn't that so special? Your body is a temple. It's not just some like, oh, I'm just here. No, no, no. The body you are in is how you exist on the planet. It's your container. It's your vessel to have a family, to serve others, to create social change, to um, create artworks, to do house renovations, to travel the world, to learn, to serve, to do breakthroughs. It is your container for it all, all of it, all, 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 all of it. That is why your body is a temple. So I want to spend this series really looking at that. But also I grew up with this phrase and um, it was like a nice, I probably heard it more in a religious context than I did like get a six pack context, <laughs> to be honest. But it was all very in the air. You know, it was all very ungrounded, meaning there was no application. There was no practice. There was no practicality. It was all just like this idea. It was like a philosophy that your body is a temple. Whereas what I am really good at and really passionate about is about grounding these things down into practical action. Something that I really struggled with um, being in um, organized religion and church, even though there were so many good things of it, because that's how I grew up and how I spent some of, a good chunk of my adult years as well. And I um, have so many blessings from that. But the question I would always ask myself was like, yeah, but what does that mean on Monday? What does that mean on Tuesday? What does this mean for Wednesday afternoon? Like the actual practicalities of some of these big beliefs and big philosophies and all of these kind of things, like Jesus loves me, this I know. But what does that actually mean on Monday morning when I wake up feeling so anxious, wanting to cry and feeling depressed and wondering if I should phone up the doctor? What does Jesus loves me like mean? practically then and that was always what I struggled with and because it's actually what how my brain works and what I'm really good at is going oh and I did that for myself like you know my spiritual life and relationship was very practical I always just did it for myself grounded it down I've done that with health health isn't just like oh it's like oh I hope I get healthy no no no. what does that mean what's that mean on Monday what does that mean I do it with my clients all the time so what I really want this series series to be is showing you and giving you options like an offering an invitation of really of the of the practices of this belief the practices and really encouraging you to lean into it really encouraging you you might want to use a different phrase you might not like the idea of your body as a temple it might sound too I don't know, whatever. That's totally fine. But I really want you to get the essence of that your body is sacred and it's holy and it's important. And not just your body, your whole being is so valuable, so lovable, so precious, so important, so worthwhile, so worth looking after, so worth cultivating, so worth investing in. Your whole being, not just your gut but your brain and your soul mind body soul you as that is a holistic approach a holistic approach isn't just like eat this and then meditate a holistic approach is a mind 
body, soul, and implying all of those different things. Because otherwise, people get kind of stuck in the extremes. You see people where it's all about soul work and new age practices, or it's all about religious and their religions, um, re- religious beliefs and spiritual work, and they totally ignore their bodies. And I grew up in a in a great kind of Christian community, and I saw this all the time. People were so into their beliefs and it's not that that was a bad thing but people weren't well they were burning out they were not sleeping well they weren't eating well they weren't looking after their bodies they were ignoring their bodies because it was almost like oh all this god stuff was like you know beyond you know it's more important than your actual body which i remember as a child even thinking that's weird but god gave me this body or universe or source however you want to call it i often just call to it as god because that's what i've grown up as but You can fill it in with whatever feels comfortable for you. I was like, but God gave me this body. So why, why would I not look after it? Like, but that's what I saw all the time. So there's that extreme where people are all about meditation and yoga and Kundalini and all the chakras or all this great stuff. I love all of that stuff. Great, great, great. But they literally pay no attention to their body or the other extreme they are all about food and nutrition and maybe a little bit obsessive or anxious and really really on what they eat when they eat intermittent fasting types of exercising but but they totally ignore their soul like completely ignore their soul they have no practices to help their nervous system nothing to help them embody not no practices to feel their feelings nothing around reflection like they're uh, the the extreme or you might have someone that's really into like already into like trauma work and counseling and therapy and they're so aware of that and have had so much experience and done so much work of moving through that which is so good none of these things are bad but they like literally ignore their gut health and so they're limiting the enjoyment and the resiliency they could create in their mental health because they're so focused and um and like focused and so sure that counseling is the next thing or EMDR is the next thing or this type of counseling or this type of thing is the answer that will help my mental health instead of actually being like yeah yeah, yeah that totally will and I've done loads of counseling but also you need to sort out your gut microbiome otherwise your mental health is never going to get to that place you see how like people think it's all or nothing it's like all about God and soul and but or it's all about food or it's all about dealing like no it's if your body is a temple, it all matters. And that also can be where it's challenging and why you need support, because then it's my job to cut through the smoke and the fog and go, okay, this is your plan of action. This is what is your what is really going on. We need to work on your gut microbiome, your detox pathways. We need to calm down your nervous system. You mentioned there was different trauma, so we might need to refer you on to therapy. We need to do some things to calm your nervous system down every day. We need to get you to feel your feelings, whatever it is. Like that's where I'm really good at and why people see results is because I cut through and create that personalized approach because for some people it is a lot of that physicality you know I actually had a client recently who had been on their own let's just call it spiritual journey or awakening the last couple of years and that had gone through so much of that and so she actually didn't need any pointers or direction that helped but her actual physicality her gut her blood sugar that was all wonky so that's where we focus with I've had other people that come to me with really disordered relationships with food and so actually we don't focus on food as much we focus on the nervous system and on all some of these other aspects of really grounding them down into that so it is personalized that that is why 
you you need that support. That's why my clients do see the results that they want. It's because it's figuring out, okay, where... Or another way of saying it is thinking, like, if you're thinking about your whole body, your body is a temple. If you actually imagine old school temples, like, I don't know, in the Torah, big old... That's that's my lineage and history and context, but most religions have temples, right? So... <laughs> You think of a temple and it'd be like massive and ornate and like all of these kind, like just so much going on. You know, if you were a, a priest, priestess or a holy, oh, sorry, That's all is well, don't worry. Um, uh, he was getting his toenails cut. I thought some awful thing had happened. No, just toenails being cut. <laughs> so no grievous injury. <laughs> But yes, your body's temple. Imagine an actual physical temple and it was different people's roles, priests and priestesses' roles to tend to the different parts of the temple. So I grew up reading like the Bible, so I'm thinking Old Testament here, but whatever temple you can think of. And it was people's roles to tend to that temple. You know, if you think of any building, it needed like incense and cleaning and different areas and different categories to, to look after. And it's, it's the same with our bodies, actually. And my job as a nutritionist is actually going and figure out, okay, what's the area that needs most work? Because in a physical temple, the roof might be fine. It might be nice and clean, but there's some structural stuff. And we're like, oh, we need some new foundations or we need like to sort out these stones here because this wall is about to crumble. Or you might go and be like, oh, this just actually really stinks. There's some like mold in here. We need to air it out. It might be that, you know, it's big and looking at, your body in that way can be a really different way of approaching it that can be helpful for a lot of people that I work with and my job is to look and be like okay if your body is a temple why isn't it working that way why isn't it really working for you because I believe your body is meant to yes there's challenges in this life and (laughs) there's that is something I think we can't avoid but your body is not meant to be a, something that you're just totally disconnected from and ignore for the whole of your life, or B, something that is like the source of perpetual heartbreak and issues for you. And I think a lot of it is our relationship with our bodies. And so looking at this, your body as a temple, the body is your temple, can really help shift your actual relationship because it, you approach it in a different way. Your body is your home. That's another way of saying it. It's the way that you are going to do and be all the things that you're meant to be in this world. It's the way that you can create life. It's the way that you bring joy and artistry and creativity and service to others. Your body is a blessing. It's a gift to everybody around you, your family, your community, your partner, your whole being is, your whole body, your soul, your body, your cells, your mental health, your immunity, your gut health, your hormone health, your spirit, your your soul, however you want to define that. And I'm never, I'm not here to tell you what to believe. I'm here just to get you to connect, to have that deeper relationship. If you have religious beliefs, just lean. I want to share, I want to almost help you lean into them even more so that you can really ground those religious beliefs into your bodies. If you're very anti-religion and have no obvious thing, I just want you to connect and build a relationship with your body and acknowledge the uniqueness and the value and dare I say it, the divinity that is within your system. Because the reality is bodies can heal. Bodies 
have tremendous capacity for devastation and destruction and tremendous capacity for healing or miracles, you could say it another way. I think there's so much more potential for repair and healing within our bodies than we realize. And that gets me excited. And, but we, haven't been taught this. I was never taught what it means, what it looks like to tend to my body, to look after my body, to tend to the temple, as it were. It was especially for women, especially because of different situations. Our our relationships with our body has been very tumultuous. So most of the time we either ignore our body or we blame our body or we criticize it or we bully it. Instead of having a healthy relationship. So this is really, you could say it in another way, a more palatable way would be how to have a good relationship with your whole self, your whole body, your whole person. Because that's really what this is. And that is what I do with my clients, actually. It's the science and it's the soul work. It's the science and it's the sacred practice. It's the science and it's the application. It's the science of your gut microbiome and your lifestyle that is how you see lasting lasting change. And that's what makes my whole four-month program and any offering that I do really unique. It is really different. And I only really read only really leaning into that. Like, oh, right, other people don't do this. Oh, is that why people I work with sometimes see results even with me when they haven't with other people? So we need to cultivate this. And I've called it body as a temple. You can use other language. Good relationship, have creating a relationship, connecting with your body, all, all would work. So let's have a look at why does this matter? Because the idea of like your body as a temple could just sound really woo and um, overly spiritual and new agey or religious or depending on who you are. You'll hear that in different ways. So... I just want to, I want to spend a little bit of time just arguing the point or just explaining and offering the evidence that this isn't weird. This isn't woo-woo. This isn't just for people that have the same spiritual beliefs. This is an important part of your health for everybody. And that's clear in the research and in the science. So we know, let's start with um, things like Uh, trauma. So we know that what gets called in research adverse childhood events, if something happens within childhood, um, the impact that that has on the immune system and on the health outcomes for that person as an adult is massive. They're more likely to struggle with autoimmunity and a whole bunch of other health conditions. That's very clear in the research, these ACEs when they come up. Or so if I'm with a client, you know, I'll be like, oh, ACE, ACEs, which basically means some form of trauma because it affects, why does it increase their risk of heart disease? Why does it increase their autoimmunity? Because that experience, that that traumatic experience leaves an imprint on your cellular reality that gets expressed and compounded and becomes a pattern so that your immune system isn't as good, your mental resilience isn't good, your energy production is impacted. Is it, and the, you know, and these ACEs aren't because, aren't to do with food. They're to do with what you you feeling you feeling being bullied like I was and feeling rejected and unloved and like you didn't belong. This really um, is esoteric feeling actually could make you more likely to have hypothyroidism. 
you see this really like this feeling, this vague thing that we put out here, like this out of us is actually a cellular, like impacts your cells. That's so connected, so connected. And that's clear in the research, but it's not, it's not in our approach. We are very clinical and we just think, well, it's all about food and I'm never going to deal with that thing. And I'm never going to cry about this. or I'm never going to feel my feelings because that's too weird. That's too woo woo. What's that got to do with my IBS? What's that got to do with my thyroid? What's that got to do with my recent diagnosis? It has everything to do with it because your cells in your body are not really removed from the life, the thoughts, the experiences, and the environments that you are in. They are one. Every experience, every environment, every thought you have, you wash your cells in. Your, or another way of saying it, it's your cells experience, your body, your physicality, your liver, your thyroid, your gut, your, um, your skin, your digestive system, your stomach, your kidneys, go through that experience. So of course they are impacted and will function and be impacted and function differently accordingly. So this is why when you realize this and really embed into it, you think, wow, this is like mental. This isn't like, oh, well, Kezia's just really spiritual. So this is her, she's into this and works for her. No, this is actually just how the body works. And we do know it in research. This isn't like this is clear through actual science, but in practice, we haven't integrated. We often struggle to integrate it. And I get why. It just so happens to be something that I'm really good at. <laughs> so I, I, I do see that it can be a problem because we've never been taught it. We've never been taught this aspect, this connection. We're very like, even if you look at conventional medicine, everything's categorized off into little boxes of dermatology, psychiatry, gastroenterology, endocrinology, like all these separate boxes, which I totally understand. So this isn't a criticism, but really there's not a lot of overlap and your body it's even saying your body is overlap is ridiculous because your body is one body. So there's, there's no categories in your body. Like there's no like, oh, well, actually my gut didn't experience that um, sexual abuse I had, or, you know, actually my gut totally isn't impacted by that bully at work, or it totally isn't impacted by this really stressful caregiving situation I have. Uh, no, no, like everything you walk through, your system, your cells, your skin, your organs walked through together. So we know that from research. That's why you, if I have a client where I know there's been adverse childhood events, these ACEs, I'm like, okay, right. Yeah, this makes total sense because they're very, depending on the age of what happened, the very blueprint is altered and skewed. And they're often going to be more hypervigilant, more in a chronic stress state. They're going to struggle more with energy production, with immune issues. They're going to struggle more with um, uh, their adrenal, hypothalamic, pituitary axis, their cortisol, adrenaline, probably digestion, just based literally on how that adverse childhood event has been integrated and how and if there's been any support around that. Other things we know in research is like and a great example is the research we have around stress and IBS. Again, stress in can feel like this outward thing, but it massively will impact your ability to digest food. Whether it's a bully at work, whether it's driving, whether it's money issues, whether it's anxiety, just really, really struggling with mental health and anxiety, whether it's relationship issues, whether it's um, not having enough help with your kids and your lifestyle and running the whole household and doing all the shopping and all the childcare and all the 
excuse me, the nursery pickups and all the things, 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 all of these vague things that you think have nothing to do with your gut health, we know through research have everything to do with your gut health. That is why this stuff matters. Another thing we know through, through research is that those that have more of these um, soul-based, sacred, community-based practices live longer. We know that through like the Blue Zones research. The, the, the communities on Earth that live longer have a strong sense of community, a strong set of um, sacred or spiritual practices. They're not, they're not the same spiritual practice. Um, that actually helps them to live longer. Why? Because it supports their cellular health. It supports their mitochondrial health. It's not because, oh, it's like a coincidence. These sacred practices, this holistic approach helps your whole body. Or if we think about your nervous system. So um, another, and this is, these are all just lots of ways of saying the same thing. But if we think about your nervous system, if you, um, let's just say you're really into food and nutrition, you've got IBS, you have some hormone issues, you exercise, but you're like constantly just looking for the magic answer with food. It's either cutting out corn or adding this in or going vegan or doing keto or adding the supplement or sprouting this or doing fermented foods. There's like always, there's like always like a magic. You're just waiting on that magic dietary strategy that will change everything. And so you've been doing this for a while, but your day-to-day practices and life, so you eat a good diet, pretty healthy, you're constantly changing stuff up every couple of weeks you're like ditch corn and then you might ditch FODMAP foods and then you might eat gluten again because you don't think it's working and then you might cut it out again and then like so there's lots of chopping and changing but your actual daily practices are ones that keep your nervous system in chronic stress state so you wake up with an alarm you're rushing you're obsessing and worrying about what would be the perfect breakfast to have. You're getting to work. You're not breathing. You've got meetings. You're worried about what people think of you. You wolf down your lunch. You come home. You force yourself to do some exercise. You make dinner. You sit and watch Netflix, maybe trying to relax, but really you're making lists in your head about, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. I need to get that organizer on. I need to do some life admin. I need to get that sorted. Or I'm really worried about this person or this person in my relationship. Or I'm really just feeling anxious about my job because I don't really like it. I don't know what to do. And then you're like, oh, I should probably go to bed. And then you go and lie in bed and you're still thinking about all the mazillion things and you finally clock off to sleep. That means your nervous system all day is going to be in chronic stress state. So no matter how perfectly you're eating, you won't have been digesting the food that you've been eating as well as you could have. You won't, and if you're not digesting your food very well, then that could be fermenting and causing problems and imbalances and changes in the pH of your gut and changes in your production of serotonin and in melatonin and all of these kinds of things. So it's so important. It, it, I love talking about food and when you know the right food template that works for you it is totally game changing and can change your life but if you have to look at this holistically you have to look at this whole picture of your body as this whole one temple because if you just fixate on food all the time and never improve your digestion and never support your nervous system like these are all part of the same web And the reason a lot of people don't see results is that they are just like obsessed with their food and they're never willing to sort out their nervous system. And a lot of what I'm going to share with you in this, your body is a temple, is actually all the tools, all the things, all the therapeutic, all the practices, all the practical actions that essentially are going to calm your nervous system down because that is the biggest problem. (laughs) 
like, yes, we want you to connect with your soul and all these kind of things. But from the practical grounded action place or my actual work that I do with a lot of clients is really just getting their nervous system to calm the chuff down. That has been my work for the last, (laughs) I don't know, five, six, seven years is learning how to calm my nervous system down. It's so, so important. And because if your nervous system is constantly hypervigilant, constantly in productivity, constantly in go, 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 doesn't know how to rest, doesn't know how to calm down, doesn't like, it, it almost doesn't matter what you eat in a way because your system is already impaired. And that's why I really want to ground into, in this series, looking at trauma and looking at um, practices and embodiment and all of these things because they actually help set your cells up for success. It's really, really practical. And when you, the calmer or the healthier or more nourished your nervous system is, the quicker you will see results. And the more effective the food changes you make, the more effective they will be, the more effective everything will be when your nervous system. So you could also maybe call this whole series like calm your nervous system down. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this and you're really not into any spiritual aspect, just think of it as that. How to calm the chuff your, your nervous system down could be one way of doing it. And this is something I, I'm still learning a lot of myself. I've done a lot of work, but at this stage of life, I've got two one-year-olds, nearly two-year-old twins, a three-year-old, nearly four-year-old. I, I feel like I have a constant onslaught onto my nervous system. I also find, if I'm not careful, running a business can be really stressful to my nervous system because there's so much uncertainty. And it, it's a way of, it's how I provide for my life and family. Like, this is something I... I'm really aware of because I constantly have to be really aware of it in my own life. And I actually spent years um, ignoring my nervous system or thinking it didn't matter and just being more restrictive and more focused on food and more focused on supplements and more focused on food intolerances and these kind of things. Whereas actually from my experience, and I've got a lot, well, not 30 years, but I've got a good amount of experience. I work with lots of people now. I actually know that the more you can lean into this uncomfortable work and do this work, the easier food can be for you, the simpler the dietary change. Like actually, because a lot of the times my clients, if they're willing to do this, to really have a holistic approach, often we're not making massive overhauls to their diets. We're often making tweaks. But because those tweaks are landing on a calmer nervous system, they are way more effective. Does that make sense? So yeah, we, I do shift. Like we, I'm a nutritionist. I'm always going to talk about food. But the context is so important. Where those shifts land is so important. Does that make sense? So I'm really I'm excited to dive into this a little bit more. And I'm going to share with you more about my own um, process and journeying from my own adverse childhood events <laughs> and how a lot of my health issues make so much sense now in hindsight. But I also just want you to know that you are welcome here in this series and that you can make it your own, whatever your religion or no religion or wherever you are. This is really about grounding down in your beliefs and putting them to practice. It's really about the science or the practices or the application of calming your nervous system down. 
It's really about cultivating a relationship with your whole self, including your body. Because often women ignore, like we just want to disconnect or detach from our body and disengage from our body because women's bodies has generally been the source and the recipient, shall we say, of so much abuse and just not being us. Like literally we've not even owned our own bodies. We've not had a say in our own bodies. We've been we've been bought, traded, sold, raped, assaulted, these kind of things. Our bodies haven't been our own until really recently, which is why we don't have this connection point, why we don't have this more embodied approach to our health. Because I think my reflection on it is that it's just been easier to disengage from our bodies and either go up into our head spirituality, like spiritual wise, just go up in the heavenly realms Or if you're not into that, just ignore it completely, detach from it completely. So I want to invite you to connect. And I know that is hard, but I honestly can tell you that if you apply this more holistic, grounded, sacred, science-led approach, you see results. That is what makes me different in the work that I do and why my clients see results. And again, it's all tailored to the individual, my one-to-one work. But in this series, I want to talk a little bit about some, what actually practically that might mean to you. And so this isn't about necessarily the beliefs you have. This is about allowing those beliefs and the, and allowing a relationship to be cultivated again between your whole self so that all the parts of you can be integrated and connected because that should show up in what you eat. And that's, I feel like is a a big missing piece that like people are like, no, you know, I'm working on a whole, being a whole woman and working on my spirituality and my relationship with God or however you want to phrase it. Your relationship with that, your spiritual relationship should actually be more displayed in your daily choices than in your words. Your relationship with your body is displayed more in your daily choices and practices than it is with your words and beliefs and what you say you believe. The way that you treat the body, the foods that you will and will not eat, the way that you cultivate health and detoxify and support your sleep and breathe, all of those practices are really the the actual tangible evidence of your relationship with yourself. The way you eat is simply an expression of your relationship with yourself. It's an expression of how much you respect and value your whole self. And if you do not value and respect your whole self, you can look at your plate. You can look at the choices that you make, the intention. And it's not about because there's good food and bad food, but it's about your relationship with food. You can see that. I'm such a big fan of your beliefs are most reflected in your daily actions or daily can feel like a bit of pressure, your regular actions in your practices. The things that you say you value are reflected most in the things that you do and the choices that you make. And where we actually create a lot of stress in our lives is where there's a disconnect there, where we, where we actually do really have a belief and value about something, 
but we haven't grounded that into action in our lives and there's a disconnect and that can create a lot of stress and anxiety. I often know for me, if I really look at the, the things I quote unquote think are stressful, if I really boil it back, it's because I'm actually out of integrity and out of alignment with my own core beliefs and values. I'm not expressing them. I'm not living according to what is actually most important to me. That creates so much stress. Anyway, I'm going to leave it here because I could go on. <laughs> but I really know that this series is going to help you to claim your body as your own. It's not your kids. It's not your partners. It's not your families. It's not your colleagues. It is yours. And it is yours and yours to be and to get to cultivate a beautiful, healthy, thriving relationship. And yes, that includes what you eat, but it's more than that. And yes, it includes your dealing counseling and helping your mind, but it's also more than that. It's about tending to your temple. It's about connecting up the dots when the last 2,000 years has been an onslaught, especially on women, to get you to disconnect, to compartmentalize, to detach. I want this series to help you to bring it all together as a whole well woman. Because the world needs to see what a well woman looks like. For you being well, in your own unique beliefs and body and desires, the world needs that. It needs more well women. And well, and we know that just obsessing about food from dieting culture doesn't work because that's what we've been told to do for the last 50 years and is super toxic. So we have to, and that, I honestly think dieting culture has been so problematic because it's so narrow. It's just all about food and all about thinness. Whereas actually a well woman is far more broader than that. I hope this is helpful. I'm really excited to dive into this. This is going to be a vulnerable series for me. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to be sharing with you some of my own. This is this is a really big area of my life where I've done a lot of learning and keep doing a lot of learning and keep getting kicked in the butt around. It's because my, my brain naturally would really just want to probably um, ignore a lot of the stuff and stick into the science. But I've actually found that this the science didn't make sense. Like I, I wasn't getting results from just the science, if that makes sense, without this context and grounding and approach. Without this sacred container, the science didn't make sense. Does that make sense? Anyway, sending you lots of love. Thank you for being here and I'll speak to you soon. And as a reminder, book in your clarity call at keziahall.com forward slash book. This is your free personalized call with me where we can dive into some of your root causes, figure out what's going on. We can chat about working together and payment plans. But the, really goal, the goal is really that you leave with clarity on your next steps. So keziahall.com forward slash book. Thank you for being here. Otherwise, I will see you next week.